When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyone remember when Major League Baseball's launch angle craze began? Anyone remember which team ended up dead last in home runs that summer? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or football. I also offer Daily Shots of Penguins and Steelers where you found this. Hope you'll check those out as well. The shift, for anyone who doesn't follow baseball universally all that closely, will be gone after the current playoffs. It's not the only thing that's going to be gone. There's going to be a pitch clock. There's going to be no more runners starting out at second base in extra innings. It's going to be a sea change for the game, even though it's been tested for years in the minors, and everyone would like to think that they have a grip on what's going to happen, they really don't. Because baseball played at the top level is the only way to determine or test how baseball can be affected at the top level. Bigger bases. I left that one out. And that's a big one right there. It'll now be just a squeak easier to reach first base. It'll now be just a squeak easier to steal second. And it'll be a good bit easier to get a hit if you're a hitter who tends to hit in a very specific direction. Brian Reynolds does that for the most part. Jack Sawinski does it to an extreme. Brian Hayes, he does it too, but he goes oppo a lot of the time. And there's no question they get hurt by the shift. So what do they do? What does everyone do, at least in baseball as we know it, for the next couple of weeks? They try to hit the ball out of the park. They rear back. They swing upward. No one tells them it's not okay to strike out all the time. And that's that. That's how your offense looks like what we just saw from this team. Because the Pirates don't have... Obviously, a ton of natural power. So when they're told to go up there and swing for the moon, that's going to be the result. And it's going to be the worst offense that any of us has ever seen in this city. But now that the pendulum is going to swing the other way, and violently so, what are they going to do to adjust to it? Are they going to be late again like they were to the last? seismic change in baseball. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. 
It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Launch Angle, Launch Angle. This was a handful of years ago. Don't ask me exactly which one, but the whole sport went nuts over it. And everybody was swinging for the fences except one team. And it's not just that the Pirates couldn't hit home runs. They weren't trying to. And because they weren't particularly good at the other stuff either, they got left in the dust by everybody. And it wasn't until a full year later that Neil Huntington, Kyle Stark, and his crew finally went along with the trend. Others, of course, were ahead of the trend or sparked the trend. I have a feeling, and I hope I'm wrong, okay? I don't want to get preemptively fired up about something that has yet to occur, but I have a feeling that the same thing is going to happen here. Now, it's generally speaking not super fair to read into anybody's words when it, 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 they're trying to protect a company approach or plan or whatever. So I'm not going to go overboard with Ben Charrington addressing the imminent banning of the shift a couple of weeks ago by just saying, I think the answer is probably yes, that it will change something about how we select or train players. I can't tell you today what that's going to be, though. At the risk of overinterpreting, you can mean that one of two ways. One is that he's not going to tell us because he'd rather keep it to himself. Or two, he wants to see more evidence. Maybe that's grapefruit ball. Maybe that's, you know, a month or two into the season. But I'd really hope that the approach is a lot more ambitious than that. You know, I've been talking about this intermittently for a handful of months now, ever since it became clear that everyone was complaining about the shift and the impact on the game. But for anyone who's missed those, wouldn't it be wonderful if the Pirates were the team that was at the forefront? If they said, listen, we we understand where this is going. We feel that it's going to get there sooner rather than later, and we'd prefer to be ahead of the curve. So instead of going and getting... Uh, you know, a bunch of launch angle guys, especially when you consider the positional needs that they have, meaning a big time first baseman and at least a stopgap catcher, that you could say, hey, we're going to do this a little bit differently. We're going to go and get ourselves some old school. Uh, I'm dropping names here, but this is just for examples. It's not to compare anyone. Uh, Tony Gwynn, Rod Carew, Wade Boggs, Pete Rose types who could just smack the ball. And if you're looking for a a recent one in Pittsburgh history, like a Freddie Sanchez, someone who can just smack the ball wherever it needs to be smacked and put it in play. And if he pulls it all the time, it doesn't matter because they can only put two guys on that side of the infield because of the rules and whatever else. I, I just I, I feel like that there's something that could be done by this general manager to be ahead of the curve. But in order for that to be the case, yeah, I know you'd have to make 2023 a priority. You'd have to be worried about whether or not your team can compete slash contend in that year and that's just not the way they're wound and yet again i wasted another entire segment (laughs) when we come back j1q
DJ1Q comes from Paul Sapienza, who says, DK, here's a simple one. Would Bob Nutting be so hands-off if the Pirates were losing money? This is the crime. He is allowing our franchise, a treasure of our city, to decompose or sit idle because it's making him money. And as long as that's true, he doesn't care. I want to offer everybody a little bit of context here before I get to answering Paul. Paul writes all the time. Paul writes on one subject and one subject alone. And I love Paul. I love everybody who listens to this show just for listening to this show, because without you, there's no show. So I want to make sure that that part is understood here and that I'm not criticizing Paul's position. In fact, Paul's right. However, there really is more to following this team than nutting, 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 nutting. Uh, it's amazing to me the percentage of the people who follow this team, who complain about it, again, rightfully so, who visibly care about it, who communicate with me about it, who are just zeroed in on the one thing. And if you ask them, not Paul, but but somebody else, you ask most of them, a simple question like, Name the team's best rookie from this season. I'll give you a hint. He hit 19 home runs. They'd never be able to name Jack Sawinski. 19 home runs in four months as a rookie. And they would never have heard that name before in their lives. Why? Because they're way more interested in the TV reality show type component of it. They want to see Nutting get voted off the island. They're not even following the team. They're not following the games. They're not following whatever, roster moves or whatever. And then when you confront them on that, which I do occasionally, the response that you'll get back is, well, they'll get me back when Nutting is gone. For now, I don't care. Okay, what else in your life is there that you don't care about that you take the time to write someone somewhere or on social media incessantly? Like, I don't care about the geopolitics of Zimbabwe. I just don't. If I lived in Zimbabwe, maybe I'd be a little bit more into the geopolitics there. As it is, I'm not. And as such, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about the geopolitics of Zimbabwe, much less complaining about them, telling everyone who will listen that I don't care about them. And writing you know, e- emails and comments and letters and whatever else here. So th- this is my reflexive reaction when I see these things is, okay, that's fine. But are you following the team? Are you also following the players? Or are you just into this because you've decided that you hate this guy? I don't even remember your question now, Paul. I, I just, I blank out on these things. I really do. Let me see here. Would Bob be so hands-off if the Pirates were losing money? No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. You know why? Because he's cheap. And he prioritizes not losing money slash making money. There's no new ground to be broken on this subject. There's no gotcha. There's no whatever. These are all well-known things that I was going to say nobody can do anything about, but someone can. And that would be you, the people who follow the team, who follow it passionately. You could make the loudest, most visible, most vocal stink 
about this ownership and you would get national attention for it. But nobody does that. They will occasionally say that they're going to organize or they're going to do something, but they don't do it. What they do instead is they come yelling at people like me. You do something about it as if that's the role of journalists. (laughs) It isn't. Okay. You protest. We cover. Not complicated. So, Paul, if you're mad at Bob Nutting, if you're mad at the ownership, if you're mad at the front office, if you're mad at anybody related to the team, go tell them. Go tell them. Show up. Organize. Do something. But sending me a ton of stuff every week about this, you know, it's just... It really is. It's one ear and out the other for me. I'm just being honest here. I hope that I'm not offending anybody, including Paul. This just really doesn't do anything for me. It's not interesting to me. The baseball component is, the ownership thing is what it is. You know, he is pretty much all of those things that he gets accused of being. Okay, great. What else you got? You're the one following this team. He's the owner of the team. If you want to change that, go change it. I appreciate the question, Paul. I really do. Please don't get discouraged. But I'd rather, you know, once in a blue moon, at least mix in some baseball with it. Uh, I want to thank not only Paul and everybody who sends questions here, but also everybody who listens to this show. I have no idea what's wrong with you to be listening to this show. But for whatever reason, you're still pressing play. I'm seeing the numbers. I don't have to guess at this. I mean, this thing, this this show out of the three daily shots that I do is pretty competitive with Penguins and, and to a lesser extent, Steelers. That's nuts to me. You people are all nuts. Stop listening to this show. Or if you want to keep listening to it, I'll have another one Monday. 